I lay an egg. Do you? Welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show, where Ontario is being sent to horny jail. Lockdown, <laughs> part three, literally an hour away as we record today. We're about to go into a 28-day lockdown, the third time. 28 days later. Ooh. Ooh. And, and then what happens? Um, I don't know. We're out for another two weeks, uh, and then we're in another month down lockdown. Her. Then we get 28 weeks of lockdown. I see where you're yes. going with this. I love living in a roller coaster province. It's really cool. No, it's someone. Wee. Yeah, someone's mentioned that he's the whole entire time he's been going the reality TV show route. Like someone, someone wrote the list. I'll, I'll try to pull it up while you guys talk. He for made a second, an Air Force One jacket. It yeah. was cool. And before we get too far into things, content warning. I've already said the H-O-R-N-Y word. We're going to say other swears and potentially other uh, damaging or triggering content. Maybe not in this episode, but as a general blanket statement. So you have been warned. That's it. I don't want to hear any complaining. <laughs> I don't want to hear people say I shouldn't be cussing because their mom's in the car with them. <laughs> While they drive home yeah, dri- at midnight. <laughs> driving them home from the Magic the Gathering tournaments that, yes, are unmasked. Yeah. And there are no capacity limits. <laughs> as God intended. Yeah. Natural selection. Yeah. Oh, God. What what I wouldn't give to be at an unlicensed underground Magic the Gathering tournament. Just getting checked in yeah. on the way in. They're like, yeah, you have your deck. You have a mask. You say yes. They just slap you in the yeah. face. <laughs> Anyways, well, the, one of the things that I saw, like, they essentially took how you hype up like a television program with uh how doug ford handles this stuff where it's like you know you have the announcement of an announcement and then uh, during that time period you kind of leak to some sources different ideas and then gauge public feedback like so between the announcement of the announcement and the actual announcement you push out some information, you go on Twitter, you get your cronies to go on Twitter, and you just see what people have to say. This is literally how The Bachelor operates. And then, and then on the announcement day, that at that exact moment, you decide based on people's reactions what you're <laughs> actually going to Based on the reporters' faces in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's actually how it's gone. And it makes sense why you would do an announcement of your announcement. I know. Didn't he tell restaurants that their patios could be open last week and then they all had to scramble to open in one day and then today he was like, actually, no. Well, that's the thing. That was yeah. a joke. Even yeah, yeah. I lied. This is the second time where they've leaked in advance that there's going to be a lockdown just so people watch his stupid, shitty one o'clock YouTube live streams. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm so I, fucking sick You of know him. that he loves He's it. been getting fits ready. I'm telling you, he's custom making outfits yeah, for himself. They true. look cute. It was Go revealed Rob, that Doug, he created the, the Canadian equivalent of the American Air Force jacket <laughs> yeah. with the Ontario like emergency logo just like superimposed three times on it with yeah. Premier Ford on the jacket. So, cool. so to fill this in to people who are listening, you know, usually we don't disclose when we're actually recording stuff unless there's like a major announcement or something like this. Like this is the day of the announcement just before it's come out. Locked we have no free. idea what's going to happen, uh, but we're April, pretty sure we're, we the know. April's Fool Day. I yeah. think he yeah, might yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh my it's, gosh, he's just what kidding. If, yeah, what if it was all a bit? He's just joshing us. Now we're opening full no they're going the texas route where he's announcing yeah. no masks 100 schools even though our ICUs i have are all decided full. to enact mad max yeah they can't get any we fuller, have a man. thunderdome for all the covid patients <laughs> Look, now if they're full we're already at the worst of it so why not just open back up you can't get any worse than full icus yeah, yeah. doug ford comes out and he's like it's all on the table we're gonna hook up healthy people into our veins like iv bags <laughs> while we drive our cars around really fast we're gonna spray <laughs> pfizer into our mouths like chrome we're just gonna start bloodletting everybody yeah that's 
that's be what cool. we have to fix the humors problem in Ontario. <laughs> now, one final note about this: it also comes in the same week that the AstraZeneca vaccine was pulled back for anybody who is under the age of fifty-five because it will give you blood clots. Uh oh. Well, kind. I of. mean, yeah. it could. Yes. Apparently, also, it's more dangerous for women, which I never even read in any yes. of the articles. But <laughs> my mom right. said that that's why, because it's something to do with hormones. So anyway, sad. Well, it's because you know they bleed a lot, right? Yeah, I guess. That's- so. <laughs> it's, it's got hormones in it. It's got female hormones. And if you're a female and you take more female hormones, yes, you will die. But you if be, you're a male... You become a god, though, You're getting so. bimbified. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You get sissified, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I wish. <laughs> Uh, so everything's going really well. Most of Canada's vaccine stores, yes, are AstraZeneca. That sounds bad, but counterpoint, it's good. That's it. That's all cool. there is to say Exciting. to it. It'd be cool if it was like uh, like a male sterilization thing and they were like, oh, oh no, we oh. fucked up. That'd be kind of sick though. <laughs> Hell comes to Frogtown. Dude. Yeah. I, I come in, I come in, I walk in for my next vaccine shot and I'm like, yo guys, uh, you got any of that Zeneca sitting in the back? Lil Zen. <laughs> yes. This is a bit of bad news that actually, you know what? Otherwise it was a fairly funny week on a global stage except for you know the shootings in the u.s but there's always literally a shooting in the u.s so oh god yeah if we were to hyper fixate on that these shows would be nothing but shootings yeah yes. it's especially this time of year it's, yeah. the, it's the time of the season as they well say. yeah i know like everyone nature's like healing. yeah they're nature's healing like we have the spring thaw <laughs> yeah. people want to get out and be active and, and i sort of murder and they want to be active shooters yeah yeah <laughs> So why am I laughing, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just how it'd be at this point. But all the way across the world in the beautiful, wonderful country of Egypt, over the last I, I want to say ten days or so, the world was gripped with the story of the boat that couldn't speed up. The Ever Given, <laughs> if you are unfamiliar, for about a week, just got lodged in the Suez Canal. Yeah. Now the captain of the ship claim that this was because of a sandstorm that both blinded them and blew them off course, which seems to be the accepted reasoning I, for I it. I cannot see how you're blown off course in a canal. There's only one way you can go. Well, essentially, it's like... It, it just turns it you. It fucked with their navigation and pushed them just enough to where they didn't go in flush. I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure people believe that. I don't. Uh, I've decided that the guy was drunk or stupid or... Uh, Alternatively, extremely fucking cool. Yeah, he could well, have just yeah, been really cool. They, didn't yeah. they track before and he had drawn a bunch of penises while he was waiting to get into the canal? <laughs> that was awesome. so. Yeah, that was kind of cool. This captain is one of the most dudes rock captains. And also, I don't know anything about boat terminology, and I'm sure everyone listening has seen many of these photos already, but the boat is shaped, it has like a big stick sticking off the front bottom of it, which is what got lodged into the sand, yeah, which is very funny because it, oh, so it looks a, sort of like a penis. You know, you know I, I like this narrative because uh, imagine he's like a men's rights activist and he's like halfway through the canal and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Men go their own way. And then he like turns. <laughs> he certainly I, did go his own way. I sort of, uh, I've made the educated uh, guess that this was a hotep thing just because oh. it, it occurred in Egypt. <laughs> so anything that happens in Egypt. Yeah. Ship captain? No, yeah. Sorry, it was an Indian ship captain and a Japanese ship. Uh, that would actually be awesome. He's yeah, like, we but... need to feel the sands of Egypt. <laughs> exactly. We have to return to our mother. <laughs> so I'm an in Indian man. Also, so you, were, you, were, you were born in New Delhi. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, close enough. So they got lodged into the Suez Canal, which, if you're unfamiliar, is a very important uh, node in global shipping. Perhaps <laughs> the most important node in global shipping, as it has been for hundreds of years. Yeah. And initially, when this happened, Egyptian authorities said, "Yeah, it'll take like two or three days." At most, like at most, we're, we're going to send some crews in, dig out the front of the ship. We're going to do everything we can to get these guys on the track. So the first day, just kind of funny. Everybody's, you know, posting their memes. Ha ha, look, the ship is stuck. What are you doing, step ship? Ah, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Absolute classics. One of the funniest news items. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, at least the highlight of the year so far. I, I know because it's news that you don't have to like sign a bunch of petitions for or feel no. sad about. You can just be like, ah, lol, that's their problem. It's, I don't yeah. know. it's <laughs> just funny. And then like we started seeing all these ships taking like shipping routes that hadn't been used by yeah. that number of ships since like, like the 1860s. Yeah, <laughs> the Cape of Good Hope was flooded, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. Uh, then the second day comes and they send just like one 
fucking digger, like front end <laughs> yeah. loader. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which sparked debate. It's the only one that Egypt had. Well, that's the thing. And then on Fortune, there was actually a tremendous, very funny thread, which was, I think there's only like 50 total of these digging machines in the world. That's why you never see more than one at a site at any given time. Because <laughs> it's just there trying to dig out this ship that is 50 times the size. Oh, it was it. massive. Yeah. More than yeah. that, probably. Yeah. Like a thousand times the size. Like even just height alone, like 10 or 15 times taller than this yeah. digging machine. Oh, just humongous. One of oh. the funniest images. I mean, just juxtaposed next to this massive freighter. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, this hasn't worked yet. So the third day comes around when Egypt originally said, yeah, it's going to be out of there. No problem. They start looking for just different means. Their plan was to essentially put more water, like buoyed their density into the canal and float the ship to try and get it unlodged from that sandbar, which did not work. And then they started calling in like the experts. Yeah. Bringing in all sorts of people from around the world to help them get this ship. Which, Unfortunately, no Musk. Which I know. I was disappointed by it. It's weird that he didn't offer a solution to this, considering mm-hmm. it's a scientific problem and blowing it up may have been the most easy solution. Two things that he's really good at. Maybe he yeah. was waiting for it to like go underwater before he started calling the captain a pedophile. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't interested in this because there were no little boys. That's yeah, right. he <laughs> he couldn't stick a phallic tube into a hole to get some children. Also, speaking of Musk, I just saw a picture online this morning of one of their ships or something. Something exploded oh, recently, and it like littered all over this giant section of California, like all over the Including public the roadway. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. So cool. awesome. What a king. What a mess. What a moron. So they start calling in other other authorities to try and get this boat matter resolved, including hilariously the U.S. Navy at one point. They were like, <laughs> they're going to be sending ships to the Suez to clear this blockage because this is a central point in the global shipping industry, which is like yeah, trillions people were of losing, dollars. Tr- like I think I don't – I can't remember the exact number because, again, this went on for many days longer yeah, than people expected. Like a week. But like – I, I think it's safe to say tens of billions of Easily. dollars lost Easily. over this, which is more than any leftist movement has ever, <laughs> more damage to the economy than the, any leftist has ever caused. And you hate to see it when they do it to themselves. I know. You know what I mean? I, I read very briefly as well also that it has been blocked like twice or three mm-hmm. times in the past by like... Egyptian groups yes. being doing it on purpose. So. Yes. Cool. This, this has, not, the tactic has been used. I mean, the war over the Suez nearly sparked a fucking longer world war in the 1960s. So this is an incredibly important channel for global trade. So all the, you know, billionaire, trillionaire pedophiles are getting very, un, you know, uneasy. I'm going to present the QAnon angle on this. Oh, I would love that. I haven't heard this. So, so the Q- before you get oh, into yes, that, the, uh, the cost, the immediate cost that they were able to find was $90 million in tolls alone. Holy shit. Uh, was lost <laughs> from this. And they say it might take years to actually calculate how much money has been lost. That because sounds of Oh, my yeah. God. They have no idea how to shorts. figure it out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of the containers is bike shorts. Dean told me that. Yeah, that's very funny. Didn't one of them also have like sex toys? Uh, sex toys. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there was like probably thousands of containers on it, but yeah. The Brexit fake arses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. So the QAnon take, which I thought was quite novel and refreshing, uh, was that this freighter ship was actually full of crates of children. Oh. oh, that's so many children! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And that it was it was jammed sideways, <laughs> and that it was being boarded by forces so they could reclaim the children. So essentially, gotcha. the captain had made a white hat, you know, pedophile <laughs> maneuver by intentionally grounding the ship so forces could then go on and was free it, the children. Was Donald involved in this? I didn't see any mention of him specifically. He the, made the calls. Though. That's why they the, just dropped him. Uh, yeah, well. Somewhat. He's not obviously the central figure he once was. Yeah. But for this one, I didn't see any involvement involving the god emperor himself. That's yeah. why he, he drew the penis like a bat symbol to get <laughs> like, yeah, the white hats involved. That's how you know. Well, Donald <laughs> Trump was actually, he was the first man in. He's the one who breached the door on the ship to uh, free the children. That's yeah. the, that's where the picture of him carrying them across the water actually came from. That's right. It was taken last week. <laughs> yeah, no, but like th- this dick drawing, that's important. Like, uh, folks, if we're ever allowed to go to house parties again... 
if you see anyone with a dick drawn on their face, yeah, uh, that means that they are a white hat pedophile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are a pedophile for sure, but, but they are a good pedophile. Yeah, yeah. So please be nice to them. They're on our side. Exactly. <laughs> see, when you said house party, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, you know when you go to your house party, you see your 50,000 ton freighter passed out. You have to draw a dick on him. <laughs> Just in the bathtub. <laughs> How'd you get here? <laughs> Holy fuck. So eventually, uh, around the seven-day mark, they have this ingenious idea of just hooking up boats to the boat, trying to refloat it and pull the large I think they tried that out. on day one, and the boats were just too small or something. Well, so they, they got upgraded. bigger boats. They, they got, among them, an Egyptian tugboat. Oh, cute. And you know what? Believe it or not, it was the Egyptian tugboat that managed with all the yanking and the pulling and the struggling to free the ever-given large freighter ship, which was followed by a truly endearing sight of all the Indian uh, sailors, sorry, Egyptian sailors on this Egyptian tugboat, just losing their mind and chanting essentially that the name of their boat was number one. That's yeah, right. it was fucking awesome, actually. <laughs> it was so endearing and so wholesome. That's so cute. They were so also, hyped I must say it. tugboat is one of the cutest names for a machine that yes, exists i it think is. yeah it's very adorable cute. and you know it's it's a nice wholesome ending to a story that was so funny from start to finish when people tell you that the economy is real and economics is a real science remember <laughs> that in the last two months the economy has been destroyed by people on reddit yeah. Oh, yeah. And then a dick-drawing ship captain who crashed into a sandbar. <laughs> yeah, no, all of this is made up. Costing Complete billions. morons are the people also, at the helm of this machine. This, this story is like pure working-class fan fiction in that not only did people still get their goods, it just took a little bit. Yeah. Possible trillions of dollars lost yes, in yeah. these major, so major cool, corporations. And... The Egyptian tugboat got to celebrate and have a really good time. Yeah, so yeah. you see, like, the, the working class being hyped be up. Sailors. Telling their kids about that for the rest of their lives. This is, like, one of the best stories. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, everyone's I can't happy. Wait for the Tom Hanks movie where he plays the Indian ship captain. Where, where <laughs> Chet Hanks plays the Indian ship captain. <laughs> simple ship, and it's it's the, the ship. <laughs> it's like Simple Jack, but it yeah. kind of just, like, swerves a little bit. Much love. <laughs> that isn't me being problematic. That's me being Chet Hanks. And Chet, I hope you are listening. We do want you on this show more Please, than God. you could ever know. Yes. Uh, White Boy Summer, baby. I, I, would just, I think this Suez Canal blocking was a fantastic start to White Boy Summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the first The first shot was fired in the White Boy Summer. That's right. If, if everyone just stopped receiving deliveries and packages and kind of shut down the economy for a bit just to make a group of like 15 egyptian tugboaters happy <laughs> yeah. i think we could do this do yearly year I, yeah. I think we could do this yearly a national holiday in yeah Egypt. for sure yeah. to celebrate these guys that'd be so sick <laughs> yeah we just shut down the canal on purpose one final thing about shipping industry uh and then i'm gonna hand it over to one of my esteemed and talented colleagues amazon also had a very bad week especially their social media division oh yeah which spent all their time replying to mostly senators and random people that <laughs> you don't really believe that amazon employees pee in bottles do yeah. you are you some sort of fucking idiot to which people funny. actually <laughs> love us and love working for 15 dollars an hour here yeah hear that bernie sanders they have 20 minutes of breaks now it may take 30 minutes to walk across the warehouse to where their break is but yeah, don't think about that. And then, of course, The Intercept publishes multiple documents that show that Amazon is well aware of the fact that drivers have to shit in bags and their workers have to pee in bottles. Yeah, because they emailed them multiple times telling them to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to which Amazon responded by nuking their social media division, getting rid of all the various accounts, which aren't bot accounts. They are actual people, but they have specific directives of what they are and are not allowed to say. Mm -hmm. So they completely nuked their social media division. Uh, I hope we nuke Amazon in general. Just... Either the rainforest or the company. One of the two of them has to go. There was also a big enough for the both of them. There was also a Twitter account that gained some popularity because it was saying, you know, all of the people saying that we should unionize on Twitter with Amazon were bots. And then people just took and reversed image searched like the, yeah, the dude the, perfect guy. Yeah, and guys it was the dude perfect guy. That was yeah. sick. And, uh, and then the person, like, they, they got deleted. And apparently, Twitter has taken down thousands of these accounts as of like yesterday. That's but the vote has already happened. The counting is going on right now. So a uh, little too, little too late. Fingers uh, crossed. On behalf yeah. of Twitter. But uh, still, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's always crazy the lengths that people go to to bust unions. But, like, unions don't actually really do anything, so I don't know why they're working hard to stop it. 
Because, like, unions are generally pretty useless. Yeah, if you want to know, that's right. That's why they're so afraid of them. Yeah. Because like, oh, yeah. Yeah. they hate the idea of their employees uh, wasting their time yeah. or, you like, like you know, getting screwed out of money. You say employees. Well, that's what it is. I, yeah. I say family. We're a family here. That's why we don't yeah. need a union to make sure that we don't work you to death or you know, <laughs> yeah. put you in a milk factory that is on fire and explodes. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> what it is. They're, they're against unions because they realize that unions actually make it worse conditions for, for the them, workers. For yeah. the workers. Famously. And, and they get lower wages and like, you know, it's it's really horrible what unions can do to people. I'm, I'm glad that we made our stance clear. Out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. You know, I've thought about this for a little bit and uh, I'm kind of anti-union now. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Dean. Yeah, no sweat, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dean. Now, Chance. <laughs> yeah. I heard you have something to bring to the party today. I do. Cue sad music. <clears throat> The Ballad of Kevin J. Johnston. A viral video has come out of Dawson Creek, British Columbia. The location, No Man's Land, a.k.a. No Frills. Within the sc- <laughs> no. <laughs> within the stop, s- stop already. <laughs> within the screams and the cries of man, woman, and children, you can hear multiple iterations of, I am making a citizen's arrest. <laughs> yes. A classic tactic that has literally always worked and has never gone poorly. <laughs> The citizen's arrest, the most popular and just form of citizen excellence, citizen magic, if you will. Maybe magic is the most appropriate term because it's fake and gay and isn't real no matter how much a five-year-old tries to convince you that it is. This horrific scene is tough to swallow, and I do not recommend watching the hilarious 15-minute video that will be linked in the description. But who was the brave one to call out citizens' arrest, like Michael from The Office yelling about bankruptcy, or like triple talaq in Islamic sex where you just have to say the word divorce three times and you can get divorced from your partner? (laughs) Well, that brave soul was Kevin J. Johnston. This program doesn't always look at anti-mask Karen videos and decide to do a deep dive, but this one seriously chapped my ass. The video itself was funny as fuck because, like I've said in the past, when white people get arrested for white crimes, there is a level of bittersweet irony that almost everyone can recognize. He had his Facebook friends record a video of him trying to buy something at No Frills. When asked to leave, he started yelling about his rights as a Canadian citizen to buy junk food and then claimed he was being assaulted. After that, the magic words came into play and like God had heard his cries, the 5-0 rolls up. They try to explain to him that he did not citizens arrest anyone and that he was being embarrassing. (laughs) The adult man tries to explain away his behavior and repeats that he is on the side of police because he citizen arrested somebody or whatever. (laughs) Then he gets loaded in the back of a police truck. Wait, sorry. So this guy refused to wear a mask and then tried to citizens arrest someone else? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. upon his rights. Oh, okay, cool. His cronies wail about how unjust Canadian private business laws are, and then the live feed ends, and its coverage does too. So why the fuck should we care? So Kevin J. Johnston, like, the reason why I care about this video, and like I said in in that little excerpt there, we can cut the sad music now. Um, the reason why I care about this, when usually Karens are just like, you know, they're a thing, we've seen them so many times, whatever, you know, this is just another one of those instances. The reason why we should care is because this has to do with not only local politics, not our local politics, but local politics as a whole. Yeah. And it also has to do with coffee. So, <laughs> so, and those are two things I care about the most. Of course. <laughs> so I had, I had to figure out who the hell this guy was, right? So Kevin J. Johnston is like many of us in this room right now and is a podcaster. He has a show called The Freedom Report where he, he has been fined $2,500 because he said on air that students will receive a $1,000 pay from him if they record their Muslim teachers spewing hate speech. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The difference between us and that guy is that we do not have a thousand dollars to give. To that. <laughs> yeah, so he got hit for that. Um, he also said in in similar videos, basically his show, The Freedom Report, is literally just hating on Muslim people. Yeah, the whole show. <laughs> Holy shit! And and he um, he also said. Sorry, this is a quote from Global News. He also demonstrated outside the office of Mississauga MP Ikra Khalid to protest M103, an anti-Islamophobia motion she had introduced in the House of Commons. 
Ikra Khalid needs to be deported as an enemy, his website had said. Okay. So, like, that's the, that's the so kind of shit he Pro-Islamophobia explicitly. <laughs> oh, very explicitly. Yeah. Like, there's no... It's not just pro. Like, that's just what he is. Boys mask off. So, the reason why he did this, ways. like, $1,000, you know, contest is because in Peel, they started getting Muslim community leaders to hold prayers uh, mm-hmm. throughout the week, like during like certain times that you would hold like a, a prayer. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was so against that, that yeah, he told parents to get their kids to start recording video so he could prove that they were spewing hatred to the children. Yeah. Instilling Sharia law. Yeah. So this, this thousand dollar contest he puts out, he gets slapped down hard. They want to make like an example out of him. I'm pretty sure he was only fined $2,500. And then the judge was like, you are the worst person on earth. Here's a $2,500 fine. <laughs> we uh, should bring back the death penalty just for, just for guys like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for podcasters. Like, so, so after this, like this boy is from Mississauga. He runs, he says he runs a website, but literally it's just podcasting. It's like us coming out and being like, yeah, we're kind of IT people. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, we have microphones. And, and that's pretty and much as far. barely understand how they work. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much as far as we go. But he's in BC now? Is that the gist? No, not even. So he, he, he went there for a freedom rally. Oh. Yeah, that he cool. was hosting. Did he report on it? Uh, no, because he was arrested before it happened, <laughs> Damn. sadly. He didn't even live up to the name of his podcast. I know, I know. So, like, that's that was the whole point of it, though, was it, obviously it's just a PR thing. He was there with, like, seven people at this No Frills mm-hmm. and was like, I'm going to get arrested before this freedom rally so people are mad so that more people show up. Yeah. Uh, this happened just a couple weeks ago, by the way. And, um... But the other thing, not only does he ha- is he a podcaster, which is which is makes him uh, a person of interest, definitely for this show and for our listeners. He also wants to run to be the mayor of Calgary. <laughs> oh, that's yes, wow. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. He's yeah. he's okay. in the running to be the mayor. That's um, a large Nahid city, Nenshi, right? He's he, what is it? Nahin Nenshi? Yeah, that's yeah. that's who's um, the current current mayor, and he wants to take him over, obviously, because Nahin is uh, Muslim. And and so, you know, he's like, I need to take his place and we need to have Kevin J. Johnston for mayor of Calgary. Now, he's not doing very good. He he tried this in Mississauga as well and lost gratuitously. So he's Nobody running f- for mayor in every single yeah, town that will have him? Pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. actually. And he, and he figured during this, like, anti-mask stuff, he started getting a following Right, like during the pandemic, <laughs> and, and so he was like, "Okay, maybe I could go to Calgary because they kind of like this shit uh, more than Mississauga, I imagine." You know, yeah, know your audience. Yeah. 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 So speaking of the mayor of Calgary, he didn't chief for the record. Yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of the mayor of Calgary, how does this tie into coffee? Right. Well, Kevin J. Johnson also started. Pushing coffee on his podcast. Oh, this Black is co- Rifle Coffee? No, you oh. would think, right? Own blend? His own coffee company. Oh, shit. That has a few very notable types. Is uh, it called types. Freedom Report Coffee? No, it's called Kevin J. Johnston Coffee Company. Oh, catchy. So, so it's got his name right on it, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, one of them, now remember that the mayor of Calgary is named Nahid. Uh-oh. So he has a coffee that is very popular. Mm-hmm. Called Mayor Mud. Oh. Oh my God. No. <laughs> okay. Yep. I don't need to hear that. Like, just, need just, to hear l- that. just letting See, you guys that know that this is the type of person that we're dealing with. Well, we, we knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> what? That's the straw for me. I was, I was <laughs> cool with him. I was with him for a minute. <laughs> so, so. So Mayor Jesus Mud Coffee Christ. has made quite the stink. Uh-huh. There was a business, like a like a you know a small family business. We know how great those are <laughs> in Calgary. That was like a, a small corner store type deal, and they were selling his coffee, but they were only selling the Mayor Mud one. It's crazy. Out of the other options, and people asked them, which I'm sure are tastefully named. Why are you <laughs> Why are you selling this coffee? And they were like, Oh well, because we know this guy, and they were like. It's this name is horribly racist. Why are you doing this? And they were like, "Well, actually, it's not as racist as his other brand like names." <laughs> oh my god! So really, like, do you have a Please let us know. We're doing better than we were. 
Mayor Mud isn't that bad, is what they I went need to hear with. these other yeah, names. Yeah, what could the possible other names So, be? So he only has two coffees, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, is the other so just Mayor the N-word is blend? the racist <laughs> Mayor Mud is the least racist one. And, <laughs> okay. and the other coffee is called Wasted Native Coffee. Oh, oh no! Ah, and well. wasted native coffee. The tagline is better than huffing gas. <laughs> oh my god! This, this will sober you. Tastes like piss. This is horrible. <laughs> better than huffing gas. This will sober you up enough to stumble down the road. Jesus! Oh my Christ. god! What's wrong with this man's brain? Holy! <laughs> Right. Wow. The 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 picture is um of course it's the Chicago not the Chicago Blackhawks. What's the what's the Indians? Uh, Cleveland 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 Indians. Washington Redskins. It might be the Washington whatever. It's a it's a the, mascot like the, of course. Yeah, the guy with the big smile. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's him with a giant gas can going down his throat. <laughs> oh my uh, god. And th- that that brand again is called Cumtown Coffee. <laughs> no, no, not Did he even. At home, print these stickers. Like, who even made the bags and stickers for him? What you the can, fuck? You can always uh, find people. Th- like, there's been like a t-shirt and like apparel websites that are like like the internet ones, like T Republic, that are just notorious for having like Nazi um, shit on there. Oh yeah. Okay, this is no wild website. because I hadn't heard of this like specific racist coffee, but this is not the first racist coffee no. company in Canada I've even heard of. No, like there was a known Nazi in Thunder Bay that owned a coffee shop and like made his own coffee that was doing like pretty well amongst white supremacists yeah, what is in it with Canada. white supremacists and coffee i don't know but I, this is like the third one i've heard of yeah i think like okay like i'm just thinking of this on the fly yeah uh but do you think it's sort of like them trying to you know legitimize himself in this in this arena of coffee shops and cafes which is normally like a really like liberal focused like leftist you know yeah, way I, of life is like the hipster coffee shop they're trying to have their own like counter culture I, coffee shop i think yeah, they want to be an alternative to that but they also want to like use the part of coffee culture that's like we're really like down home organic natural because like mm. white supremacists also like that kind of yeah, stuff about so. like not putting toxins in your body like alex jones shit well yeah all of this stuff says yeah. like or fair trade organic it's, which is funny because the actual like so fair trade is a company that you get like a seal from that you can use right and they actually came out and said this person never applied yeah. for any of our stuff like it's actually illegal for them to be saying that they're fair trade because they haven't met the qualifications if you were like a Nazi coffee company though wouldn't you want to be the opposite where it's like farmed with 100% like slave labor <laughs> like I feel like you're doing the wrong yeah. kind of virtue yeah. signaling I think it's also people, they're just like, oh, what's a sturdy industry that people always need? Well, coffee, quite yeah. frankly. I would, it be, would be, be interesting to yeah. see, like, the right-wing equivalent of the hipster coffee. Because, like, so. you're literally, like, you are... Acoustic screwdriver CDs. You're taking advantage <laughs> yeah. of people who, like, are addicted to caffeine. Because, like, people yeah. need their coffee every day. And you have that sort of, like, addiction. You see them all the time. Uh, it's, like, a necessity for people. But it's still, like, this personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, you feel like you're connecting with someone on, like, some sort of, like, weird cultural level. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's equal parts, like, daily and personal. Yeah. It's interesting. All the coffee sizes are just slurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I get a large? No, sorry, ma'am. We don't call it that here. But it, it is funny, too, that they're... Um the coffee shop in Thunder Bay, like he was outed as a Nazi and the coffee shop kind of closed because people won't really like go in person. And also like there's a lot of ways in which a coffee shop could be shut down more easily than a coffee roasting business. So it seems to be that a lot of them have pivoted to just selling like coffee roasts online yeah, um, because it's harder to get like just a website that just sells coffee taken down. But even like that Nazi one from Thunder Bay, at one point they were taken off the internet for being Nazis. So maybe <laughs> yeah. this will happen to this man. But no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm, I, he also just released a book called um, Lacrosse is Dead, and it's got a lacrosse stick and a noose on the cover. Ooh. Uh, and it's about how la- the Lacrosse Association of Canada yes. is full of alcoholics and people who are addicted to prostitutes and stuff, which is just what? like Weird. digging into the stereotypes, what? right? I don't I don't even know. Why would a person like him care about Wait, lacrosse? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because, 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 because it involves indigenous people. It involves indigenous people. But, I know but that. It's, it sounds like he really liked playing lacrosse and then 
just got mad at the association he, and wrote a whole book about it. That's just very like, weird. The, in the description for Wasted Native, which I just looked on his website, is down now. It was yet. It was up like two days ago when I was looking at it, and the website is still up, but the descriptions aren't there. Mm. So I I don't know what's he's he's updating his website. He knows that I'm 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 on <laughs> yeah. and uh, I can't wait for this uh, ex- extremely cool yeah uh, third brew of coffee. Yeah 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 yeah. Don't well no well so. The, the incestuous Welshman. Under, under his name again? Ke- <laughs> That's Kevin, too far. It's Kevin That's J. Johnston. <laughs> and um, under the Wasted Native one, he said, like, in the beginning, we just had the name. And so many real-life Native Indians came up to me and told me that they wish there was jokes on it and that they love it so much. Mm-hmm. Every Native Indian loves this coffee. Every every single one. I went to his Instagram and guess you're never gonna guess who he's friends with, guys. This is so shocking. Who is he friends? Who's with? he friends with? Chris Guy. Wow. What? <laughs> more, more on that in a moment. So yeah, he he um, he's a real fucking asshole, and I just wanted yes. to let him know. Like, since he's an avid podcaster, he probably has listened to our show many times, and he probably really is yeah, a big fan. That's he's the only right. Patreon subscriber. And yeah. and so uh, I'm I'm doing a call out to Kevin J Johnston and telling him, "Don't come to these woods, baby." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because uh, well, I, like, anyways, you know, I disagree with him on, on certain issues, but I do appreciate like his freak out and the no frills. He's sort of. In this way, he's uh, respecting and, like, bringing light to the issue of uh, citizens' arrest. Like, I, uh, for example, when I was a, a younger man, I would citizens' arrest my mother when she yeah. wouldn't let me eat ice cream for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was infringing on my personal rights. Did you take your diarrhea medicine? Yeah, yeah. And that's not cool. Or, like, yeah. or when the teacher asked me to please sit down and stop shoving crayons up my nose, mm-hmm. uh, she was infringing on my rights as a human being. Yeah. And I arrested her. Yeah. I put her pussy to the pavement. Yeah. Right. And I'll do Ew. it again. He realized yes. that assigned seats is basically Gitmo. Yeah, and that's wrong. I um, you know what? I I have this weird affinity for like exploitation in media, right? So like when it comes to especially like in indigenous exploitative media, I was telling Dean the other day about watching Green Inferno. Yeah, and we just should do an episode. On literally, that. just having a fucking laugh at everything that was going on on screen, and and like I really do have. Uh, a soft spot in my heart for it because I know a lot of the times it does come from a genuine place of either ignorance or it's so self-aware that it's so layered in irony that it becomes, you know, this own, it kind of its own microcosm of critique, right? Like it's critiquing itself and what it's doing sometimes. So like I have memorabilia in my house of like indigenous stereotypes and stuff. Like I got this big red leather jacket that just says red skin on the back. And like, I got all this shit. Like I love it. I, I think it's really cool. But this stuff, when it's, when the main goal is to, dismantle and destroy any effort to actually humanize indigenous people right in a purposeful way mm-hmm. like the intent is to destroy uh, that's when i have that's when i i can't fucking stand it anymore that's when the mask comes off in the no frills so to speak i am on his instagram and there's two funny things he refers to himself as the first is that he just calls himself the calgary mayor elect which would mean that you won the election awesome. <laughs> um, no, <he's> right. <laughs> which is awesome he will get 100 percent of the votes <laughs> and he also his bio is just canada's best man done Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this gentleman's name again? Kevin, Kevin J. J. Johnson. Johnson. Kevin J. Johnson. Well, I think I, like, I don't want to steal the spotlight from you, Chance, but I think it's safe to say we can induct uh, Kevin J. into the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. That's that are the Canadian shysters and con men. Oh, 100%. That we've this been is, cataloging. This is one of the most extreme grifts we've run into yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. the reason for that is the other ones at least are trying to do, like, the dog whistle approach. Where it's like, no, no, we're reasonable. We're just telling yeah, you the I'm truth. Yeah, I'm just a businessman yeah. or I care about, you know. Yeah, I care about people. So sometimes yeah. I have to say it as it is. This is just, this, yeah, fuck this it. Yeah, this is just like, I want to be as racist as I can I want to be. With. I want to be racist and I, the pandemic doesn't exist. And um, <laughs> I am the mayor of Calgary. And I'm the mayor of Calgary. <laughs> I'm Canada's best yeah. man. He's <laughs> manifesting. So send me money and buy my product. We should just start calling Jesse Kingston mayor-elect That's, all the yeah. time. <laughs> I'm also going to run for mayor in several cities, wherever will take me. <laughs> Where you Possibly don't live. Possibly at once. Yeah. 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 
Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned the League of Evil that is forming. We're going to go back to two of its foundational members. Now we... I just... I just uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jesse. But like once everyone gets vaccinated and we're all chilling again, I'm so excited to see where these fuckers end up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like I want to know what the fuck is the next grift. You know what I mean? Like what do you do? This You're pulling people in uh, with all for the... For me, I think it's China. I think it's yeah. more on China. There's going to be more red yeah. Yeah. yeah, Especially Probably. in the wake of a pandemic that they insist was created by the Chinese. That's not yeah. nearly as fun, though. Like, I want them I want them to do, like, more culture war, oh. not, like, politics stuff. I want them to get, stuff. like, really into, like, fishing. They need uh, to get Don <laughs> Like, they're, they're, like, big into, like, fishing culture, and they're like, oh, the government's, like, fucking up yeah. our, like, cod supply. Yeah, yeah. A- yeah, yeah. I'm having a tougher time fucking this salmon. Yeah. And, like, that's the government's fault. They're going to go join the Acadians again. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. They're going to storm the parliament to get Don Cherry back on Hockey Night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% serious. Well, okay, the post in which he called himself Cal- Calgary's mayor-elect was on a sticker he made about Hockey Night in Calgary going back to the old ways. Excellent. So that is basically what he's doing. Look, tough guy, you're all very special. I love you. You're <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go home. <laughs> I can't wait. We're just surely a few short months away from that. So way back when we covered two examples of Italian excellence, the two smartest men in Italian history, Rob Carbone and Chris Sakasha, better known as Chris Sky. And one of the only, probably the only prediction we've ever gotten correct on this show is that they were going to continue to be a problem and, like, evolve this grift. Even Adam Skelly has kind of fallen out of favor. Like, you don't really hear about him or his awful barbecue place anymore. Randy Hillier literally got denounced by his own constituents. Yeah, it feels bad. It's like Civ. They've denounced him, and they will not be accepting <laughs> his trade proposal. Yeah. So, so, so the episode that we covered a lot of this in was uh, episode 39 back in uh, December. Wow. Yeah. Like a lockdown and a half ago. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) So they have been on the back burner for the most part, like December through to February. It was pretty small scale stuff. I still would check in with them every now and then. They're just hilariously stupid people. Yeah, I've got a Google alert. Yeah. But like as the months have gone on and as we've gone through one lockdown and we move towards another, just like with the Tea Party, it's not quite as funny anymore because they are starting to pick up a lot of steam and momentum. Not in the mainstream as of yet, no. but they are starting to make inroads with InfoWars. In fact, both of them have been on InfoWars in the past month. Yeah. Cool. Rob himself, his Instagram, I've been watching the occasional live streams that he does. Most of them are completely like incoherent no uh, it's, it's like a it's like an older gentleman who had a couple too many like gin and tonics yes and he it does sound drunk he, he's kind of he's kind of like just talking along with the tv every once in a while and you're supposed to say like yes granddad and it's hosted by like a hotep and then chris sky and rob and that's the three of them and rob had one of his famous uh just diatribes and rants where he said that canada voted for trudeau because it's a country full of quote bitches who are horny <laughs> for him and that's why he won election that's in 2015. not wrong. I mean, yes, but it's also like him saying that he's going to beat Trudeau. It's like, by that logic, do you think you are sexier than him? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand what yeah, you're Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and he would also, like, I do encourage you to follow either Rob Carbone or no. Chris Sky. No, no, no. And this is why. Because they post... Specifically, Rob, some of the weirdest comments about his co-funder. We talked about how Chris Skye originally kind of denied that he was the funding arm of the Republican Party, and now just outright says, like, yes, I am backing Rob Carbone, and I'm backing the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Come out with it. I'm going to just quickly read some of the captions of the posts Rob Carbone has made where he tags Chris Skye. You know, they're in pictures together. Because I... I really don't want to undersell how weird some of these are. Also, a lot of these photos are super homoerotic. Yeah. Which I find very funny for, like, two men that are very into the idea of, like, macho heterosexuality. They just, like, take shirtless pictures together and have arm-in-arm and stuff like that. I also want to say you said Infowars, and it just reminded me that either last night or the night before on Tucker Carlson, he went on a whole rant about how Canada is, like, a dictatorship oh, and yes. like yeah, our rights are being suppressed because of our quarantine laws for, for oh, returning travelers off. and it was literally like a three minute segment all about how like you if if this was happening in a third world country we would like step Invaded. in but because it's about? Canada we think it's not sinister but it is their rights are being suppressed well, and it was like ah cool he should talk about New Zealand 
<laughs> really? Are you going to talk about these fake text messages? Yes. That he has? Oh, yeah, that's they, on the list. they are very good. So the first one I want to highlight is a picture of Chris with his arms out hugging Rob from behind. And Rob writes, the authorities at the top keep harassing Chris, calling him my pet. I've got a special message to you. When I'm in power, you will be arrested and put in prison. <laughs> this statement is not applied to the men in blue. Cops support me. <laughs> Wait, who's going to be arrested? Just anyone that doesn't like Chris uh, guy? Yeah, cops. He also so refers, like cops that support him are also going to be arrested and put in jail. He also refers to Chris repeatedly as my son. Cool. Uh, like a lot. Every single post, it's either my son or like beautiful Chris. I think uh, we're just witnessing the start of a budding romance. There's one, one of his latest ones is the two of them just looking at each other and it looks like they are in love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, could you read that caption? For Chris Sky and I are working to finalize the plan. Just say no. And Chris is smiling, mm-hmm. staring into Rob's eyes and he legitimately looks smitten. Yeah, they're they're finalizing the plan to end lockdowns. Five hours ago, like at this point, like this is a couple's account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even Rob's account. Five hours ago, Rob with his arm around Chris. I'm so proud of Chris. We spend as much time as we can together, which is daily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they're both so ugly. This is crazy. Yes. Yeah. And Chance sent us this wonderful article, which I'm going to just read snippets of because it is one of the funniest pieces <laughs> of writing it's, I've ever seen. It's genuinely insane. Yeah, this is from Vice World News. Anti-maskers think they control Canada's banks. Spoiler, they don't. In a confusing online video, one of North America's most influential anti-maskers said he and his Republican Party friend are in control of ba- Canada's banking system after copywriting a legal term. <laughs> On Tuesday, Chris Sakasha, a popular conspiracy theorist and anti-masker who has been going viral as based Jim Bro. My God. Tremendous. Took to Instagram from the couch of his friend, Rob Carbone, the leader of the Republican Party of Canada, to show his 185,000 followers a document that the pair received in the mail. This document right here shows the registration of the Canadian Infrastructure Bank, CIB, which controls all the banks in Canada, Sakasha says incorrectly, as the CIB is in fact a crown corporation tasked with assisting public-private projects. It shows Justin Trudeau signing off on the man who is in charge of all these banks, Mr. Rob Carbone. (laughs) (laughs) What? So essentially, what he did was he copywrote a term Describing uh, a, like a, a, an infrastructure, like a banking project, basically. Yeah, that uh, Canadian banking like infrastructure that has been used, right? And in copywriting the term, he now believes he is the rightful owner, owner of all of their projects. Oh, my God. Okay. It'd be like someone being like, I copywrote the Beatles, so now I own yeah. all <laughs> of their music. Yes. <laughs> which is not how it works. This, the document he's brandishing shows that Carbone has copyrighted the term Canada Infrastructure Bank, which is the title for the act that established the Canada Infrastructure Bank. According to Canada's copyright holder, the title is legally held by Carbone. When reached for comments, Akasha told Vice News to contact Carbone, who, when asked if he believed he was in charge of the CIB, responded, absolutely not. He then added that he was too ill to respond to follow-up questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have an adult tummy ache. I can't. He then sent screenshots proving his illness and said Vice and told Vice he would get to the bottom of this. What did he send a doctor's note? <laughs> what does a photo proving his illness he mean? Texted, he texted. What does it mean? Him laying on the couch, he texted his tummy. He, te- yeah. he texts Chris, being like, "I'm him sick with, today." Yeah. Chris putting a thermometer in his mouth and putting a hot water bottle on his head. <laughs> this is genius. Though. I think I will pay to copy write the name of every bill ever passed in this country and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So if you're curious, he has not followed up further in the days since the story's been released to clarify that. In fact, they've just stopped talking about it altogether, which is another powerful Jack Berkman, Jacob Wall move of, no, we're done with that. And they just move on to the next (laughs) Yeah, they, 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 you know, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. It's one of the most incredible just confluences of, like, amazingly stupid people, crass and craven refusal to follow any public health and safety guidelines like it's it is truly stunning and i did not think that they were going to go beyond just the realm of you know maybe being a one-time infowars guest but no they are gaining a following how many followers does rob have uh, let me just got one more. Well, yeah. I was gonna say at least four more. He's got like a he's got like a couple thousand. Twelve thousand. That's a lot. Chris yeah. is still by far the more well known. But the thing with Chris, pair. which which in case you guys forgot, and and for our listeners, a quick refresher: when you see one hundred twenty eight thousand people on yeah. Chris Sky's <laughs> Instagram account, 
look at his Twitter and you see like 9,000 people following him and you go, huh, why is there such a discrepancy? It's because he used to, it used to be his, his wife, possibly ex-wife. Nobody oh, yeah. has seen her in like a long time. Yeah. She was an Insta baddie and she, she did modeling and she was also an exotic dancer and used to just post pictures of her yeah. all decked out with her in a bikini and shit. And so she, obviously that right. gained thousands and thousands of thousands of followers. And then he just changed the name and deleted all of those posts. But if you go under tags, you yeah. still see the images that it. other people shared of her and it's titled under her name, like all of the tags, but they redirect to his page. That's funny. So like it's it's direct proof that he just kind of took over that. They're account. honestly probably so happy about the lockdown that's going to be announced today because it just gives them so much more ammo. The like, grift continues. One hundred percent. Let's yeah. also remember the Republican Party of Canada. Like Rob Carbone's page was also purchased from like a bear, like a Brampton weed collector. Yeah, that yeah. Owned it before, so they have of their follower base maybe gotten forty percent legitimately at most. Yeah. Which is interesting. Again, it's one of those instances, and, and we've talked about this before, but the psychology behind putting a bit of money in the tip jar before you start your shift, because it makes other people think that other people have tipped. And you do the same thing with social media in saying, like, other people have followed this, so maybe it's something you should pay attention to. Yeah, they got something going on. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and and they did that with their GoFundMe accounts, too, by just, like, kind of pushing <laughs> yeah. money to each other's accounts. <laughs> Moving from one to the next. So that it looks like... Tons and tons of people are, are funding these things, so other people are more willing to fund them. Now, a couple other things. These are just odd miscellaneous notes. Uh, Rob Carbone and his wife have been leaving the country repeatedly to go to Mexico so she can get stem cell treatment for ALS. Whoa. Which isn't funny, but Rob Carbone is a piece of shit, so it's a little funny. Do his, it's a little funny because his... every uh, photo of this era <laughs> is him saying, uh, like, they're in some, like, tropical yeah. getaway. And he's like, I'm here because my wife has ALS. And it's like, <laughs> every it's like him giving a thumbs up <laughs> yeah. next to his wife in a wheelchair. And he posts every time he comes back <laughs> Wait, to the country. Rob Carbone. Yeah. Oh, damn. He posts every time he comes back to the country and then is, like, surprised when he gets, like, a $75,000 fine for just violating quarantine. Yeah. He, but um, then he goes to Kickstarter or GoFundMe and they just get that paid. Mm. Yeah. He also... Um, the the interesting thing about that too is like a lot of people that want a, a quote unquote Republican equivalent party in Canada probably would be against stem cell research because don't they believe that's like you know they're killing well, the yeah, babies? You're using fetuses yeah. to create the stem cells. Yeah, yeah. It's just like how they hate Pepsi because it's apparently made. No, it's Coke. It's made of fetuses. Coke no, is made it is of Pepsi. fetuses too. Too. That's a, that's what a rumor was for a long time. Is that like Pepsi is made from recycled fetus tissue? In uh, fact, former NFL running back Larry Johnson, a man who had more concussions than you can count, famously uh, declared that Pepsi was made of fetuses as well as like a McDonald's sick. hamburger. And that's why that's why I drink Pepsi. Cool. That's why NFL is the cool. most Chadley. Also, Rob Carbone repeatedly claims that he is a billionaire, citing his, oh, yeah. <laughs> his fake. Corporation is fake, like financial advisor yeah. thing that only advises billionaires. His when empty you go, shell company. That's right. But when you go to the website, there's no info, and it and it was just, in a parking lot. It's truly it's just a house. shell company for nothing. Like he just yeah. made a website. He's not doing anything illegal with no. it. He just oh, no. it just doesn't exist. He's just saying that he's a billionaire, so he can really gin up the Trump I've comparisons. Also, I've also noticed Chris guy takes things very seriously, right? So like. Rob posted a picture of himself shirtless. Chris sees it and comments, we ought to fight in the ring someday. Yes. Someone comments again saying, aren't you guys friends? And then he went on a huge rant about how they're more than friends and that he is his father and that his father was a boxer. So they just want to like mess around and see what's up. That's cute. And like he They're just making this, customs. and just like ripping this guy apart, and then the guy was like, "Dude, I was just joking around. It's cool. Oh like I know God. you aren't actually gonna fight each other." And he was like, "Yeah, well, like he's just a meathead. Yeah, he's like, an idiot. He's exactly what you imagine Moose from the Archie comics was like. He's like, like he's just fucking nothing. He's Chris Benoit with like two less concussions. Like he is on the verge. He has the same physique, same political opinions. Yeah, and hopefully the same ending." Yeah. It, it's just like... Uh, no, no. What if he kills Rob Carbone? <laughs> <laughs> what? what if, that could be sick. Yeah. God, it would be like a Greek tragedy. Yeah. That would be. It, yeah. This is my father. They also mm-hmm. comment in each other's posts all the time. And I remember one of the shirtless ones of Rob, he's also like, you got to box Trudeau, man. Ha <laughs> ha. Talking, yeah. talking about Trudeau's infamous boxing match with uh, one of the conservative MPs. Do you guys yeah, think it's where Dean he did the sort of punch. looks like how Trudeau looked in that boxing video now? Their hair is very similar. The hair maybe, but the facial hair is very different. We are so off topic. Trudeau's also taller. Anyway, Sorry. what's our last Terrible. segment for today? Our fun article you had planned. Yeah, you know what? We don't need to read the whole thing. This is more so 
a game for you guys okay. than an entire I'm segment. Excited. I love games. So this is from the National Post. I'm not going to reveal the title or who wrote this. Okay. Okay. Conrad I'm Black. Just going to start reading, and I'm going to see if you can pick up on the unique style that this individual oh, has. I will be able to, but I'm excited. <laughs> Resentiment, hostile resentment, occurs when an individual failure or insufficient status is being both on the system within which the failure or lowly status occurs, and then most particularly on the people who have achieved success and high status within that system. That's one sentence. Uh, it sounds boring Is this already, Jordan Peterson dude. doing Jean-Paul Sartre? It is Jordan Peterson. He read Rosantamont once, and now he has to write a whole fucking article about it. I knew that. He also, this, this, this article is called, Before Trying to Save the World, First Try Cleaning Your Room. That's okay. every, like, yeah. he's been he's saying been that exact for sentence for, like, 20 years. This is also from, not his original book, but the sequel, Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for there Life. Was... Okay, but you already, the cleaning your room was already <laughs> one of the rules. Yes, that is actually, I think, I believe, rule number one. What the I fuck? also, there was this weird Australian real estate company that used a very similar quote of Jordan Peterson's on their window for some I reason. Remember, I remember you Of a real this. estate company that was just like, instead of trying to do anything good for the world or change anything why don't you change yourself bitch and it's like okay what does this have to do with selling houses in melbourne (laughs) here's the crux of his article though the entire article is just based around the belief that if something bad is happening you shouldn't try and blame the forces that are doing it but rather look at yourself Mm -hmm. uh some choice quotes michael jackson said it first there's another typical feature of ideological pursuit the victims supported by ideologues are always innocent and sometimes it's true and they are innocent and the perpetrators are always evil but the fact that there exist genuine victims and perpetrators provides no excuse to make low resolution blanket statements about the global locale of blameless victimization and evil perpetration particularly the type that does not take into the presumed innocence of the accused firmly into account. So he's basically saying you cannot judge like anybody for anything. Uh, don't try like, unless the entire you're article. What in, unless well, yeah, like, so, they uh, well, no, are held not, uh, in the court of law. No, she, it's, she's it's talking just about not, presumed it's innocence. It's not their fault. It's your oh. fault. So Rosantemont is uh, it comes from Beyond Good and Evil by Friedrich Nietzsche. Like it, 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 and it describes like yeah, the defense mechanism of criticizing other people's for it's projection, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of projection, and and it's a way to kind of like shut people down for any kind of moral judgment. Yeah. Like it's a it, it rather than it being an accurate depiction of a defense mechanism, it's more of a way to literally destroy anyone's argument by saying that they're just projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. By right. saying that what they see in other people is actually right. what they see in themselves. You are not a saint, therefore you can never criticize and anyone. Like, exactly. Going even further, he's like, oh, you. Sh-, he literally says he's like, you shouldn't hold these systems responsible. You should hold yourself responsible. Which like he's, <laughs> he's doing everything to be like, don't organize. Do not try and change the system. You can only change yourself. Which is so funny because uh, Nietzsche uses that as an argument for like moral subjectivity and kind of like takes that apart and says like we don't need this because like you know there's no moral objectivity so there's no way to base these things off of so like having these beliefs is is a fallacy whereas someone like Peterson really believes in moral objectivity yeah. like he thinks that there is the right things mm-hmm. that there are in this world that's another that's the classic Sam Harris bit too is that yeah. he believes that there is a scientifically provable a moral code right. that, like exists in the universe. And a lot of the time it comes down to um, both efficiency and, and whatever, like the idea of like honing skills and stuff like that and just being virtuous, but they never actually describe what they mean by that. And almost always it just means like Western ideals getting kind of yeah. like bolstered up and, and, and whatnot. What's particularly funny to me is if you actually try and read that article or anything in any of his books, it is completely like faux academic awfully written that first thing i read was like fifth like five lines and it was a sentence mm-hmm. yeah full of ten dollar words that i don't know if he actually knows what they mean he's just kind of slapping them together but what's, oh yeah it's a first year philosophy yeah paper. and what's astonishing to me is this is what his writing style was like before he went into a cush coma i literally and thought he died. was dead like when you yeah, said he wrote yeah. that article i was surprised he can write that's the thing but how is his writing style as bad as it was, it honestly sounds like overdose. it was His probably a word melted. cloud. So there's a there's a book that came out, I think, kind of recently, uh, and it's called Myth and Mayhem: A Leftist Critique of Jordan Peterson, and it, it has an intro by Zizek, 
who just goes through the the um, the debate that he had with Peterson on Marxism, <laughs> and he just like rips the whole fucking thing apart. And then it, it it kind of goes into the ideas that Peterson has about like moral objectivity and stuff like that. Definitely recommend people check that out. I haven't actually read it yet, but I, I do have it on the docket to read sometime soon. Don't fucking read Peterson's bullshit. He's I, one I'm of sorry. the worst writers. If of all you time. write like a worst book, opinions, if you write a book called Twelve Rules for Life, and then come out with another book called 12 more rules for life like, yeah, you have failed it sir sort of un- and does your <laughs> why first do you one? need 12 more weren't the first 12 well, enough no but here's the thing the first 12 led him to doing an all-meat diet which led him to then overdosing on benzodiazepines and nearly dying okay so yeah so if is, you followed so he, that first 12 yeah, he's done some, you're he's done some reflection. Yeah. please do not listen to my first <laughs> i've made I, a horrible I, mistake i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm trying to remove it <laughs> rule number one get addicted to opioids physicians get mad at me <laughs> i'm trying to remove it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of the book Girl, Wash Your Face, but it was very popular among women. It was like a sort of self-help book thing. I've never actually read it. I have no idea what she argues, but the title makes me laugh and it v- sounds very Jordan Peterson like yeah. about, you know, don't do anything until you have a nice routine where you're clean. Just be mm-hmm. clean yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's the like, okay, Jordan, calm down. Is yeah. If you like Jordan Peterson and you like hearing us make fun of him, Boy, do I have a treat for you. Up on YouTube, you can search the Late Late Capitalism Show and you can find our first clip from the podcast all about Jordan Peterson. We were actually the first people to interview him the day after he went into that coma. Yeah, that was was a big get for us. We were able to channel him into this realm. And that's available for you to listen to on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Wonderful. Too. So please subscribe. Share it with your friends. If they don't want to listen to a whole hour-long podcast, which I get it, yeah. that is a commitment. Here's an eight-minute video. If you need that, if you need that late, late capitalism show, quick hit. You know what I yeah. mean?